Hey, how's everybody doing? As always, this is J.D. Lewis with Untamed Conversations. Coming at you with an interesting topic today. Um, we're going to talk about splitting custody. Um, this is something that I've been dealing with since Hannah was a baby. She's now nine years old, so I think I have a good uh, a good outlook on it, and you know what I can do to help others kind of understand and uh, what to do, what not to do. Um, you know, my separation was when Hannah was, I believe, three months old, so she was pretty young. So we dealt with a lot in the beginning. Um, the custody battle was not easy. Let's just put it that way. Um, to start with, you know, I was I was broke as a joke. I had no money for a lawyer. So pretty much whatever uh, Hannah's mother's lawyer said, I did. And that's fine. I mean, it didn't put me in a bad situation. It was just that per the court, I like had Hannah, I think it was two days a week and on the weekend and then I give her back. She didn't stay overnight with me. Um, Hannah's mother was great with that. She made sure that that was incredibly, incredibly not happening. Or, or I'm sorry, definitely not happening. Um, it was impossible for that to happen. You know, we uh, we both knew that Hannah needed to see both of us all the time, you know, to break it down to now, I mean, nine years later, we split custody 50-50. And if she needs help, Hannah comes to us. If we need help, Hannah goes to them. There's no arguing, there's no, no, I can't do it, there's no this, we, we always help each other out. Um, I think I see a lot of people out there right now that are going through custody battles and things of that nature and it gets very ugly. Um, you don't want your kids to hear that. You don't want your kids to hear you arguing. You don't want your kids to hear you putting each other down. Uh, I see it way too much now. And again, I'm not perfect. I mean, did I ever tell Hannah anything bad about her mother? Absolutely not. And did she ever tell Hannah anything bad about me? Absolutely not. That's not saying I never said anything bad, but I didn't say it to our child. Um, I just see too many people nowadays that try to play that card, you know, um, whether it be a woman or a man. You know, they they uh, they hang their child out and say, oh, well, if you don't give me this, if you don't do this, you're not seeing your child. And I think that's absolutely fucking disgusting um, to use your child as bait like that. And it goes both ways. I'm going to use two examples, whether it be a man or a woman. But what I've seen lately, and I focus and pay attention to this, is when a woman doesn't like who her ex is dating... If he's happy, he's content, he has not thought about her and he's moved on, she'll use the child as a scapegoat, as in like, oh, well, if your new girlfriend's at the house, you're not seeing our child or seeing my child or blah, blah, blah. When in all actuality, the woman is just jealous that the man is over her. And to me, that's absolute bullshit to be hanging your child out like that and... To make the other person look bad just because you're upset that they're happy, absolutely absolute ridiculous. And it goes both ways. I mean, I, I've i seen men do it too. When a woman has you know a new boyfriend and she's happy, um, the man will try to come up with something. Oh, well, you know, I heard your new boyfriend is doing this or doing that or our child doesn't like him. And that's all bullshit too. I mean, at the end of the day, your child should never meet, never meet your significant other unless you know that they're the one. Um, 
our daughter met her mother's boyfriend and my wife, and that was it. They didn't meet anybody else. Hannah wasn't passed around to meet a bunch of guys, to meet a bunch of girls. It never happened like that. Um, I think this generation nowadays just, they, they have a hard time letting go. If you're not happy, it's not a big deal to let that person go. And if you guys can end amicably and you know make it work, what's wrong with that? Why do you have to go after their, their new girlfriend, their new boyfriend? Um, that comes down to, let's say, spousal support, too, or child support. You know, it's uh, to me, that's a big thing. Like, I got very lucky in that situation. Again, that Hannah's mother and I had an agreement. We worked it out. Everything was good. But I see men, and again, it does go for men and women, but it's a lot of men out there that can't afford to pay child support. You know, their child support's $1,000 a month, and they're making $2,000 a month before bills, before taxes, before everything. And if they don't pay that child support, the, uh, the the child's mother doesn't let them see the child. And to me, that's absolutely ridiculous. By no means am I saying that the child does not deserve support, but there's absolutely no fucking reason that both parents can't work. If you're relying on your significant other's child support and that's it and you don't want to work, you're fucking lazy. You are lazy. I don't care who's listening to this and who gets pissed off and who gets bitchy about it. It's true. If this if this irritates you and gets on your nerves, that means you're the fucking problem. Trust me. That means you need to get a job. You need to get off your ass and you need to work. Because watching men out there struggle, me included, back in the day, and not being able to do things because we didn't know the next day or the next where the dollar was coming from or how we were going to take care of our child... That was a dark place for me, and I came out of it. I mean, there's a lot of men that don't. There are men every day that kill themselves because they can't see their children or they can't take care of their children. They can't afford to take care of their children. They get told by the fucked-up court system that they're not doing enough. You know, listen, I am part of a wonderful Facebook group. It's called Dads of Daughters, and the things I see and read, the stories, it really sucks. I don't think, at the end of the day, a court system should have that decision over if you can see your child. I don't think that's fair. Because let's say, hypothetically, you do one thing wrong. You go out and you get drunk because you're upset. You're by yourself. No kids around. You didn't do anything wrong. But let's just say, hypothetically, your significant other, or or, I mean your ex, calls you and says, hey, I need you to pick up so-and-so. Even though you knew it wasn't your night, So you decided to go have a little fun, and now they bring that up in court. Oh, well, he was drunk when I called him to pick so-and-so up. Should you always be on call? Absolutely. I mean, that's something I learned too, but that's no excuse. Um, The court system is really really ass backwards, and I'm tired of seeing dads uh, have to struggle to see their child. I have friends that are going through it, and it sucks. Um, watching them struggle and seeing them upset. And again, vice versa, it it goes for women too. I have women friends, um, lady friends that are upset that they can't see their child because the man says that he makes all the money and if they don't make any money, then they shouldn't be able to see the child. You know, I I think if, if you're that petty and you're that fucked up, then you don't deserve to have a child anyways. A child is gonna go through their lives, hopefully with a mother and a father. And with a lot of people, yes, I know that doesn't happen. And if, if let's 
just hypothetically, the mother's no good, the father's no good. Okay, then you know what? I agree, the child doesn't need to see them until they're older and they can make their own decisions. But the whole games and hiding your kids from your ex and demanding money from your ex or demanding more money or, you know, recording shit and putting it on Instagram and Facebook trying to make your ex look bad, that, that shit's played out. Um, if you're willing to do that, and not let your ex see their kids? What else are you capable of? What makes you a good parent? And what makes you think that you're worthy of taking care of a child if you're trying to screw somebody else's life up? I've seen people cry in a corner. I have seen people drive their car 100 miles an hour and try to take themselves out. I have seen people do insane things because they're so depressed they can't see their child. Let me tell you something. There's certain people out there that all they have is their child. That's all they live for. And somebody's trying to take that away from them because they're petty and they're just jealous. There's a reason you broke up. There's a reason you're not together. If somebody moves on and they're happier, let them go. Have an understanding. If your ex is dating, have an understanding that they, their new girlfriend, their new boyfriend doesn't meet your child until it's serious. And if you want to be there at the same time when they do, then you be there. But don't try to act all hard and tough and, you know, it just, it's not fair. Too many women and men out there that just want to see their kids and they have to kill themselves to do it. You know, like I said, I had an easier situation. I got very lucky. It's just, it's way too rampant nowadays. You know, people have kids for fun now. They're not having kids because they want kids. People have kids for the tax write-offs, for the money. It absolutely just destroys me inside that certain kids have to come into this world with the parents they have. Hate on me all you want. I know people that grew up and they're just like, man, I would have been better off without parents. Luckily, that wasn't me. I grew up with good parents. Um, and even when my parents did get divorced, yes, my sister and I were older, but there was no custody battles. They didn't try to win us over. Um, I don't know what you're doing, you know, if you had a three-year-old child or older, but that young age from when they're a year old to, you know, our daughter's nine right now, that's a really important age. And, and that child needs both their parents. You know, obviously, if a parent passes away from being sick or something like that, that's different. But if you're intentionally shutting somebody out from your child's life, when they are a good person, you don't deserve that child. You don't deserve to call yourself a parent. I would say you don't even deserve to have custody of that child. And yeah, that's probably pretty harsh to say, but it's the world we live in now. I mean, every day it's something new, you know, and you don't want to see kids grow up all fucked up. And this is why they do. Just look yourself in the mirror sometimes and be like, hey, am I doing the right thing? You know, just because you and your ex get in a fight doesn't mean that you need to look at your child and tell them what happened. Because once they hit a certain age, they hear things and they'll listen and they will be uh, persuaded by what you say. So if you're bashing your ex to your child and they're listening and you make them resent the other person, you are a fucking monster. Because let me tell you something, eventually at the end of the day, that child, whether, unfortunately, whether the child turns 18 and that 
person has to wait, they're going to find out who the real monster was. And they're going to find out it wasn't dad. It was mom or vice versa. It wasn't mom. It was dad. Don't be doing that shit. Kids didn't ask to come into this world. You chose to have sex with someone and bring that child into this world. If you don't think you can handle it, give that child up for adoption. Let somebody else take care and love that child. I know it seems like I'm getting a little little heated about this topic because I am. It, uh, it means a lot to me. And I'm just so tired of seeing it, uh, you know. So enough is enough. Let's just all, you know, at the end of the day, let's just get along. I mean, you're doing it for your child. If you really are that petty and you can't stand to see your ex with someone else, send somebody else to pick them up. Send your parents to pick them up. Send your aunt and uncle to pick them up. Something so that you don't have to be there. Because if you know you're going to get in an argument when you're there, that means you're just looking for it. You are looking for a reason to fight. You are looking for a reason to piss the other one off. Because most of the time when you try to start a fight with your ex when the kids are involved, you're doing it so that they'll flip out in front of the kids. And the kids will be like, oh, wow, dad's fucking nuts. Oh, oh shit, mom's crazy. No, don't do that. That shit sticks with kids for the rest of their lives. And this is why you got 10, 11, 12-year-olds going to therapy because they can't figure out if their parents love them enough. It's ridiculous. Just because you're not together doesn't mean you can't live your, love your goddamn kids. This is something I've wanted to talk about for a while. Another thing that I've kind of needed a platform to talk about it. And now I have it. There's two sides to every story. We all know this. Nobody's perfect. Okay? But again, at the end of the day... You just want your child to be happy. Put your pride aside. Suck it up. There's things that I didn't want to do and Hannah's mother didn't want to do when she was a baby. And we still went out to dinner together. We still celebrated birthdays together because that's what you do. The smile on your child's face should be enough for you to realize, you know what? I don't have to be a fucking asshole. I can do this for two hours. I can do this to make sure my child is smiling. And when you leave... You want to motherfuck somebody? Go ahead. Do it in your car, though, and don't do it to your child. You want to vent to somebody else? Call your parents. Call your friends. Vent to them. But don't do it in front of the kids. Not a single kid in this world asked to be born. You put in the work. You chose to be a parent. You chose to do that. So when that kid's around, make sure you're a goddamn parent. Don't play victim and this and that. Okay, you know what? Yeah, we all know. I talked about it. I had a lot of shit happen to me as a kid, but I'm not playing victim when it comes to my daughter. I'm making sure she's taken care of. I'm there all the time. I will always be there for her, and I make sure of it. So I guess what I'm trying to say at the end of the day is just put your differences aside. There's no reason, absolutely zero reason to bash each other. There's zero reason to fight over money. You know, yes, again, you go to court for that stuff, which in my eyes, like I said, the court should not have the final rule on that. They don't understand what you're going through. The court knows nothing. You can have one week where your check is three grand. The next week, your check is $300. And the court is basing it off that $3,000 you made. So I think if you can, you know, get a mediator, get a lawyer, figure it out between you, each other and try to make it work so that the kids never have to deal with all the pain that you're going through. So, as always, you know, I just wanted to get another topic off my chest that I think a lot of people are, you know, nervous to talk about and don't really want to bring up or don't know how to talk about it. And 
when it comes to this podcast. And like I said, we could talk about whatever we want. And I'm always going to talk about whatever I want. And I'm going to make sure that people hear me, people listen, and hopefully always that I can help that one person that next day after listening to this and help them go another day. Like I said, as always, this is J.D. Lewis with Untamed Conversations, and I'll talk to you soon.